0: Hello, hello, this is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast where we invite leaders from all over the world to get coached live and in person right on the podcast. Today, I am honestly so excited to have this guest on my show. I've been a guest on his show, I think more than once, probably twice, and for a change he gets to be a guest on my show. His name is Robert Plank and I'd like to introduce him. Robert, welcome.
1: Glad to be here.
0: So, Robert, tell us a little bit about you. Give the audience a little bit of a bio, a briefing. You're a host of a podcast. Tell everybody about your podcast and tell us what else you do.
1: I am a, a former computer programmer. It's like I uh I, I make plugins, software, things like that. And like so many other things, it grew into a bigger beast. And from that I began doing Podcasting webinars, courses. I have a podcast called Marketer of the Day.com. I have a book called WWHW.
0: I okay. what does WWHW stand for?
1: It stand glad, yes. It stands for why, what, how to, what if. Okay. And the idea is that so many people start from scratch every time when they want to do something. And there's as you know, there's formulas and systems that Show up all over the place, and this kind of WWHW formula—I use it for everything. I use it for if I need to write a chapter for a book, if I'm doing a podcast interview like this one. There's a, like a set uh, sequence that makes sense, and so that—that's—and that, that kind of demonstrates what I mean. How like I started in one place, and then I kind of saw certain patterns or certain like checklist systems that need to be in place. And so I have a a course on how to make a podcast course on how to make a membership site, a book. My latest uh, couple of projects is I'm working on a compilation book. I have a monthly done for you podcast service. So as you can tell, there's just like, there's so much going on and somehow I keep it all rolling. The last year or so I finally uh, embraced the idea of having virtual assistants and multiple employees and things like that. But then my kind of hangups these days are, I wish I was on more podcasts as a guest. Well, good thing I'm doing that right now. That's a start, I guess. And then there's also the issue of I've gotten away from the programming sort of side, which kind of feels like it feels more like fun. Like my wife said the other day, like you work so much, you don't have a hobby. And I was like, well, you know, programming kind of was my hobby, which sounds weird. But it's like it's like an itch that that used to be scratched and kind of now isn't because so many other things just took up all the time. And then there's also kind of the this, this weird regret of old projects and old websites and old things that, you know, used to sell and gone by the wayside. And I like there's just all these old websites of mine that I'm like, well, should I fix this up or should I try to sell that or should I shut this down? So there's just so, so much chaos uh, happening right now and and always.
0: Okay, so let me see if I get it. You're a guy who used to be a programmer, you ended up morphing that into not only a podcast of your own, but now basically you're a thought leader and you have a book and you have a set of courses and those courses are selling and they're active. Is that ac- accurate? Yes. Okay, so people like your content. People are following you.
1: But but there's the the traffic could always be more, the list could always be more. And so many times I feel like I'm scrambling in uh, like figuring out like, okay, I need to send a bunch more emails or need to uh, make a bunch more products just because the the list is not as big as it can be or should be.
0: Okay. And do you feel like um, the, well, I should do this or I should do that is a little bit haphazard?
1: Um. It's like you Uh, wake up in the morning,
0: you wake up in the morning, you're like, man, I'm looking at my list, I'm looking at my numbers, okay, I'll send out an email, or I'm looking at my list, I'm looking at my numbers, okay, I should create a new product.
1: I feel like maybe a year ago, it was that haphazard, but now it's turned into more like uh, these, these things I have to do are set, and the things maybe that are more fun are just like, unreachable.
0: Okay, if so I'm really sense. I'm really trying to understand the the challenge. I'm trying to kind of encapsulate exactly what's going on. Are you saying I have a process for doing everything? I have my yearly goals set out. I have my uh, KPIs, my OKRs that I'm hitting on a regular basis. Is that accurate?
1: No, I so, I don't think I don't think further than maybe two months in the future. Okay. And every time I've done that, I I end up I don't know, it, it feels inaccurate. It feels like if I'm deciding like, well, what what do I want uh, this time next year? I just feel like that's so far into the future that I'm like, I don't even know how how I would get there. And then even if I went back and said, well, here's 12 months from now, here's what I want. And if I backtracked all these months, it, it, it feels like, like over planning and that I'm making like assumption after assumption. And I just, I feel like thinking p- further than 60 days, I feel like it just, I I can't even imagine past 60 days.
0: Okay. So I'll tell you what I think is going on. Okay. I think you're thinking like um, a practitioner. You're not thinking like a business owner. Okay. So every time somebody comes to me and says, here's my problem, and I'm hearing multiple problems, right? In one case, you're saying, I'm not having a lot of fun. All the fun stuff, I don't have time for anymore. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is, I'm not really, I don't really have a strategy for my business. I don't really have an outlook for my business. I don't have a vision for my business because I'm only working two months at a time. And so what we want to do is do two things. We want to give you a little bit more time back in order to start having some fun. And we also want you to have a clear vision for your business. So now you're thinking like a business owner and not just as a practitioner who makes things happen for the next month or two.
1: Okay, that sounds great.
0: Okay, okay so, so what's required then is not just like, here are the things you need to do differently, but here's how you need to think differently. This is a thinking issue more than anything, right? And so step number one is, think of yourself as a business owner. I own a business. And as a business owner, as opposed to the hustler who gets things done, right? As a business owner, I need to think out, what do I want my business to look like in a year from now? From a revenue standpoint, how many new products do I want to build? You know who are the people in play at that I'm working with that help me make this happen? And then you do want to break it down to say, if my goal is x at the end of twelve months, what needs to happen from now until then? So one of the things I heard you say is I want to be on more podcasts. What does being on more podcasts do for you? Be clear about its intention. Be clear about the the goal it is supposed to achieve for you, not just I want to be on podcasts. The question is why? What does it do for you?
1: I want to be on podcasts to get traffic back to my site and build my list bigger.
0: Okay. And do you know historically if that works?
1: Historically, as far as me appearing on podcasts? Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't been, I've, I've been on maybe like one every few months. So not with enough, I don't know, sample size to, to even know.
0: Okay. But usually when you're on a podcast, you see a, a spike. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing you want to do is start tracking what you're doing. Because here's what I'm hearing and seeing, right? You're doing a lot of stuff and you're not sure about the relationship between the stuff you're doing and the results you're getting. Yes. And so you're just saying, okay, i just got to do more stuff. So I get more results. And, and I encourage you actually to do less stuff. <laughs> because I want you to do only the stuff that is effective. Only the stuff that creates results. Instead of just all the stuff. So, you know what? If you were to take notes, I'd say a few things. Number one, I want you to start tracking your activities mm-hmm. So track every time you're on a podcast and that podcast goes lives, lives. See if there's a spike in your list. See if there's a spike in traffic to your website. Okay. Because if you're not, tr- if you're not really tracking it, then maybe being on podcasts is a complete waste of time.
1: Yeah. And, and, it, and even if it, even if it did work out, then I even there'd be no payoff. There'd be no reward. If I didn't know, if it was having results, it it would, the habit wouldn't stick.
0: Well, the habit wouldn't stick, but also you're putting a huge amount of time and effort and worry and thought to this effort, to this activity. And you don't even know if that activity is helping you lead to your goals. Right. So we need a lot more knowledge. We need much more clarity about if I do this, if I do X, I will get Y. Right. And right now you don't have that information. Right. So in, in, when we lack information, what happens? We live in a bit of a chaotic state because we just keep on doing all these things, hoping for an outcome eventually, but there's not a strategy in place. So number one, track what you're doing and the results of what you do. Number two is yes, sit down and think about what outcome do I want in a year from now? What, what do I want it to look like? And if I break it down into quarters, what needs to happen this quarter in order for me to reach my goals? So, if you discover, for example, that podcasts do increase your list by, I'm going to make up a number, 100, making up a number, right? Then, and I want to increase my list by 1,000 or 1,200 by the end of the year, then I know that I need to be at, on at least one podcast a month. Again, I'm just doing the numbers, doing the math. If I know I need right. to be on one podcast a month, then I need to reach out to five different podcast hosts so that I can get on that one podcast. So now you know the activity that needs to happen in that three months. Again, I'm making up numbers. These might not be, they are probably not accurate. But I'm giving but, you but a yeah, sense. But yeah,
1: it, it gives me an, an idea, break it down and then know the predictable result and then multiply it.
0: Exactly. So if you know... Hey, and when I reach out to five podcast hosts, I'm going to get one. So on a regular basis, you're going to reach out to five, 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 five. You're going to look at your results. You're going to say, okay, I'm getting one, 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 one. If I want to be on two podcasts a month, guess what? I need to reach out to 10. And and do you, you
1: well, do you have any trouble also, Kim, as far as like when, when you like you reach out to podcasts, you get booked and then you have the calendar full of all these appearances to make. Uh, like, I feel like I, I, I dread that. And so, for some reason, that's kind of blocking me from even really taking this seriously, because I have this picture of this calendar of, you know, Sunday morning and Tuesday evening, and just all this, all hours of all kinds of weeks, and just feeling like having to psych myself up every single day just to be at some weird podcast. I mean, does that make sense? Or do you, do you have you dealt okay. with that kind so, of mental so- frustration?
0: I'll, t- I'll tell you, like, for me, I'm on a lot of podcasts, I've been on a lot of podcasts over the course of my life. But I control my calendar, me, there's nobody else who controls it, right? So if I'm busy on Tuesday night, I say I'm not available, sorry, that date and time won't work for me. And uh, just because they want me at some ungodly hour doesn't mean I have to say yes. Right? So it's got to work for me. I have to live my life so that I'm excited to show up, so that I'm excited to be there. And if I look at my calendar and I feel, oh, that doesn't feel good, right? If I feel a bad feeling, then I want to look at what is creating a bad feeling for me and identify specifically, is it the time of the day that's causing me to not be happy about this? Or is it the activity? Because if in your mind, in your head, you're like, well, I need to be on you know, 10 podcasts a month, but I hate podcasts. It's not going to be your formula for success. Think of a different formula.
1: Well, I, I hate podcasting before up up until about three minutes before, and then once once I'm in it, it's it's like this. It it's fine. It's fun. And then afterwards, I'm so tired, and I just feel like I just and I, I can't even describe it. And it's like uh, like m- my podcast. I have over eight hundred episodes, and I've kind of justified that by being like, well, I only do it thursday friday so like i set the time slot and then the rest of the week i don't even have to think about it and they just show up then but then if i even even if i said like i can't do it this or that day i feel, i just i feel like all these appearances would be like spread throughout the week and it would just be a whole week long of dreading this upcoming appointment psyching myself up doing do it you, being tired again
0: do you hate your own podcast by hate um, i mean do you dread it
1: I, I dread it up until right before.
0: Really? Yeah, um, so Pro-
1: probably like tw- 24 hours before an upcoming appointment and then up right up until uh, it happens and then I'm okay.
0: Are there other things you dread? Like, do you dread a sales conversation?
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's something else that, that does not come naturally, have to psych myself up, but then I get through it and then it's okay.
0: So are you dreading the people aspect of your business?
1: Maybe, but then I I also, I don't like the results of being like too, too scared and not social enough. And that's what led to doing podcasts and webinars because I didn't want to get left behind by not being, you know, like a, like marketing myself. So it's a, it's a weird ass paradox.
0: Okay. So I'm going to kind of talk about two things. Okay. Number one is you're this programmer. That's your nature. That's what you love. That's what you do. And you've forced yourself into this other zone of being a much more public figure. And so there's a part of your natural character or personality that you're trying to fit into this place that isn't always the smoothest fit for you. And so whenever I force myself, force myself to do something that's not a natural fit, there's going to be discomfort, right? There's going to be that That thing. But then when you're doing it for too long, it creates stress. And that's what you're describing. I feel stressed before I start a podcast. Because over time, I've been trying to force myself contort myself to be something that is not my natural self. So you have two options is to say who is my natural self? And how do I leverage my natural strengths? How do I build my business without this icky feeling inside of me every Thursday and Friday. And every time I have to get onto a podcast because that's not a great way of life, right? You don't want to live your life that way. Right. Okay. So, so that's question. Number one is how do we really understand who Robert Plank is, what his strengths are? How do we leverage his strengths? How do we build a company around his strengths instead of building a company around, the stuff that gives them a stomachache, right? So that's question number one. Question number two is how do we reduce the stress that you feel when you, before you go into a podcast? And so there's a process that I use to really explore the stress, to understand what is the stress about? Usually stress is related to a, a belief that you have about this podcast a set of expectations you have about the podcast that are leading you to feel like something bad's about to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I I feel like I'm maybe ten or twenty percent less stressed than I used to be about the podcast, just because the technology's easier now. It's just Zoom, show up, video, click record. There's used to be all kinds of connecting audio stuff and clicking Camtasia, so at least there's that. Uh, I think. Maybe I, I sort of feel like, um, maybe that maybe there's two things there's, I feel like I I wish I had more, more traffic to give. Like we were talking earlier about the traffic spike, right? Show up on Robert Plank's podcast. I wish that when every single person showed up on on my podcast, they'd see all this traffic. They get what they get. I know that some guests have like sold books, some guests have made sales, but I know that it's not always a huge flood. And then I also the second half of that is I'm a little bit down on myself as far as like the follow up and um, like you know when when the show's live or when the show's about to be live say hey uh, the podcast is live and here's a, a graphic you can share and here's an email and like I'm I'm slowly getting better at that a little bit with the having the team of employees but it's still not really dialed in and I and it's one of those things too where like it's just I don't know it's. I think it comes down, like you said, like it's the traffic isn't being measured. So I just, I feel like this, even, even, even having the podcast feels like a thing that I just, I I fell into and feel like I have to do. And I'm not really seeing the real, I I know that there's some results from the podcast. I know that because like, like I said, I got this compilation book going right now from all these guests from the podcast. So I know it's making money. I just, I don't know how much, I don't know how consistently, I don't know doing one podcast. I don't know, like the dollar about the average like dollar reward from one podcast. I have no idea.
0: So look back. I, I'd like for you to look back and say where does my revenue come from? So when if I look at my if I look back at my past 100 clients, for example, which clients represented the largest revenue amount? And let me characterize them. Let me understand who they are, what they're about, and why they represent the greatest like, what happened with these clients that was different with, from every other client? So you, you kind of have to look back and say, what worked? What did I do that worked? And so for you right now, the biggest problem is not about being on more podcasts. It's really understanding your business and understanding, if I press this button, what's the outcome? And right now, you have no idea. So you're just pressing a whole bunch of buttons.
1: I don't think Open. I've ever had any idea. It, it's right. always, it's always been like, try out this product, try out the, these, this email sequence. And then sometimes flops, sometimes works, have no idea why there's no time. we got to move on to the next thing and just try right. the next guess.
0: So this is part of what I see with entrepreneurs is they don't spend time reflecting and reflecting in two ways, reflecting on what worked in my business. Let's look back what worked, what didn't work, what made it work, what made it flop, really studying your business and understanding so that your future actions aren't haphazard, but they're really deliberate. But there's a second part in reflecting that's very, very important that I think is super important specifically for you is to reflect on yourself as a leader, as an individual, and notice, am I living the life that helps, that makes me thrive? Do I feel good doing what I'm doing day in and day out? And right now what I'm hearing is not really. Right. And so there's and a bigger question at play, which is: Is this what I want to do for the next forty years of my life?
1: And, and I and I've always had this weird identity crisis of being like, well, do I want to be a like a programmer that's like never never out there, doesn't doesn't network, or do I want to be? like someone that, that is out there and, and getting all this traffic. And like, I I have no idea. And like, I feel like I I love and hate both things equally.
0: But you just created an all or nothing scenario. And why does it have to be either one?
1: That's a good point. It, It should be both probably.
0: Well, it's not about should or shouldn't. It needs to be what you want it to be. And right now it's not. Right. You're like, well, I'm this guy who's out there and I'm not having any fun doing my hobby, which is programming. And so like what you're doing is you've created a life that is not on purpose. What I mean by on purpose is you haven't created it according to the life that you want that will allow you to thrive and feel amazing in it.
1: And I've I've been I've been maybe incorrectly thinking in terms of, of like products or projects and thinking about like, well, there's these kind of old, tired, worn out products that I that I had that maybe need fixing up, or maybe should I throw that out and go do some like brand new stuff, but maybe that's like completely the wrong angle.
0: Well, it is the wrong angle because what you need to do is say, Where do I want to be in a year from now? And do these products help me get there? If yes, great. If no, goodbye. Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, that makes the decision easier, right?
0: Way easier. But, you know, for, for people who are listening right now, I think it's very, very important for you to know that as a business owner, your business is not separate from your life. Your business is your life. And so if your business isn't allowing you to enjoy it, isn't allowing you to thrive is, is causing you to feel stress and stomach aches, you got to reconsider what you're doing. You've got to reinvent yourself. you got to look at it and say, something's got to shift. And so for you, Robert, it's the same thing. You know, this is not a strategy question per se in terms of like, what's the next step for me? It's really about looking back and saying, what have I done that works? Let me track my activities. Where do I want to be in a year from now? And, you know, what do I need to have in place to get there?
1: That's all a lot of deep stuff. To think about it. It is a
0: lot of deep stuff. That's the kind of coaching we do. We do the deep stuff coaching. Okay, uh, Robert. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope you got some things to think about as a result of this conversation.
1: I, I, I did. A, I feel kind of uh, kind of angry and relieved at the same time.
0: Angry? Why angry? I,
1: I'm just just like anger at myself and like just a, a weird mix of emotions. You, you know how it is when you when you get your medicine and someone tells you things that are like, are like true, and you kind of like half thought of it. And it's kind of put into words, like, it's just, there's a a lot to digest.
0: Okay, well, if you want to talk later, we can talk later. I certainly don't want you to leave angry. For those of you who are listening, uh, again, think about your career, think about what you're doing with your life. And is it consistent with where you want to be in a year from now? Do you wake up and have stomach aches thinking about your agenda ahead of you? If that's the case, Uh, perhaps it's time to look at a different way or even consider some coaching. Robert, thank you for being on the podcast with me. Um, And if any of you are interested in sharing a challenge on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you're not so willing to share on the podcast, please reach out to me as well. Again, my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. See you later mm